Hey, uh, Scott, could you do me a favor and get that DVD, uh, Family Matters DVD off the top shelf, please? Yeah, sure. Scott, no, 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 no. That, that's a priceless heirloom, Scott. My mother gave me $10,000 for that, Scott. Scott, what are you doing? Scott, no, Scott, why would you do a thing like that? What are you doing? Did I do that? Get out of my house, Scott. Go home, go home, go home. <laughs> he says that, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Okay, we, so. We watched Family Matters Season 7, Stevel. <laughs> and it's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Tear me apart, Lisa! 14! Great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Die with him! Because I'm Homer Simpson! Pizza, pizza, pizza! <laughs> Uh, hi everyone, my name is Dwight Stearns. I'm Scott Curlin. And Scott, what was the most amazing episode of TV that we watched this week? I don't know, I don't think it was Family Matters. We, we definitely did not watch an amazing episode of TV. We watched Stevel, an episode of Family Matters from Season 7. This is the Family Matters Halloween special from that season. Uh, Family Matters, that's a show all Oh, right. they made a Halloween special. Boy, they a, did they make a Halloween special. They made a bunch of Halloween specials for this show. Yeah. This is one of those, like, we've talked about this before, I think. Maybe. Just about, like, this golden era of TV sitcoms, the home improvements, the Family Matters, the Boy Meets World. The TGI Friday. The TGI Friday stuff. They always had Halloween specials every year. I remember it being, like, event TV. Yeah. It, it. I never watched them. They, for the they, and they would ones. tease it all week long. Mm-hmm. They, they would be like, TGI Friday, Halloween coming up. TGI Friday, Halloween coming up. And it was like Wednesday. It yeah. wasn't TGI Friday yet. Yeah. Jerks. <laughs> and they're like, Sabrina may be a witch 24-7, <laughs> but now she's getting spooky. Ooh. And I was like, is this the episode where she marries Cthulhu? <laughs> That would be awesome. That, I'd watch that episode. That's what happens in the comics. She marries... Is this the new comics that are coming out from... Is, is it Archie that's two years ago. Oh, so, well, yeah. Well, that that comic is still ongoing. Yeah. Um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. There's also an afterlife with Archie. There's a bunch of, like... Archie has done some really dark, um, adult-themed, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch comics recently. Yeah, two years ago, really Sabrina married Cthulhu. That'll do it. Like okay. She's like, Mr. H.P. Lovecraft, what did you make me do? Meet yeah. your new husband, Cthulhu. And you are now all insane. And uh, Sabrina was crazy all the time, but the Halloween special like gave them creative license to be ridiculous. Nuts with it. Corey t- turned into a werewolf on... On uh, Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. I, the only Boy Meets World one I actively remember is the one with the witches in with the Candace apartment. Cameron? Yep, that one was messed I up. I say Candace Bergen, which, which is really funny because like I'm shocked that Candace Cameron did that because she super loves Jesus. Yes, her the whole Cameron family. They're called the Clan, the it, Cameron Clan. Seriously. Well, not like KKK clan. No, no, I was thinking like... Um, no, the... not seriously. No, I was, thinking case, of I was the... just joshing. I was thinking of like the Waco, Texas clan, the David Koresh. Like... No, not like that. Scott. Like the spaceship is coming on the back of a comet. No, I'm just saying because it's like a fun alliteration. No, no, I totally understand. 
that family is just so crazy because he made a whole movie about him saving Christmas. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a Christian cult. I, I'm sure he is. He made like 17 Left Behind movies. Yeah, and oh. and now Nick Cage is making Left Behind. TGI Friday, Scott, was a block of TV shows that was, thank God it was Friday. You need to do ABC. that every time we get off track. Yes, just TGI <laughs> Friday was a thingy. We're thinking it's No, but it was a block of shows that was on ABC every Friday night. And this was like It must started see in TV. 1987. Yeah, and it was like must-see TV for like young kids it was yep. really aimed at like families and stuff like that the the original death slots. the original tgi friday started with perfect strangers full house just the 10 of us and growing pains i've heard of three of those i've only watched two of those and it's pretty obvious which ones i have seen just the 10 of us was the spinoff of growing pains so it's start wait was growing pains already established before then yep okay it was the coach on Growing Pains. He had a family where he had, like, eight kids. He had, like, seven daughters and one boy and him and his wife. Get it? Just the ten of us. Wah, wah. That's, like, and one of those just – that's totally a late 80s sitcom. Like, he had, like, four 17-year-old daughters who were, like, quad, uh, quadruplets, and they were all super horny. Like – that's what the show was about. And then from Perfect Strangers, they canceled just the 10 of us um, three years later. And in 1990, they introduced a character named Harriet Winslow on Perfect Strangers, who was the elevator operator. Okay. She wasn't even a secretary. And Harriet back then was amazing. I just watched the first episode of uh, Perfect Strangers with Harriet. Mm-hmm. And she would always just say every line was, baby, oh, baby. Like every line out of her mouth was baby or honey child. You know, like, like it, it was great. And then they turned her into Harriet, who wasn't as just a standard matriarch, right? Yeah, like... she was as soon as she left Perfect Stranger, she became super boring. She became so boring. See, I never watched Perfect Strangers, so I really can't. Perfect Strangers of TGF Friday. It goes Boy Meets World and Perfect Strangers are tied for one. Wow. I love impressive. Perfect Strangers. Um, just to make sure we don't get any angry emails, according to Wikipedia, it was Perfect Strangers, Full House, Mr. Belvedere, and Just the Ten of Us was the okay. original lineup. Oh. I'm just going by Wikipedia. I. When did what was the other ones you said? I said growing pains. Growing pains. Growing pains. According to this, was never on it. That's weird. It might have been. Let me check. Hold on. Pre. No, Mr. Belvedere. Perfect of the Charmings. I don't remember Mr. Belvedere being part of that. According to this, it was never on it. And as I stated before, I used to love Mr. Belvedere. Like. Yeah, you've you've touched on that one before i don't remember and according to this tgi there was pre-t like they didn't um give it the official tgi moniker until 89 like before that they had the lineup but they hadn't named that lineup in so, in 87 it was full house mr belvedere there's a bunch of them full house i married dora mr belvedere the thorns max headroom was on there for a little while too apparently. what 
and Sledgehammer and Pursuit of Happiness. Have you heard of any of these? I've heard these? of Pursuit of Happiness. That's a Will Smith movie. I don't know what you're talking about. No, P- Pursuit of Happiness, I think. Is that the Willem Devane show? I, I, I guess I'll click on it. Uh... Don't worry about it. It's fine. No, I just remember, like, because in 1990, that's when we got... Paul, Paul Provenza, Brian Keith. Brian Keith is who I was thinking of. Professor Roland G. Duncan. Magic Johnson as himself, apparently. <laughs> Kevin Skinelli as Thomas Jefferson. I wonder if that's like supposed to be like the Thomas Jefferson. Probably. Anyways, TGI Fridays was weird. <laughs> Long story yeah. short. Um. So, Family Matters came onto the scene, which was, it was supposed to be like a white-collar Cosby show. According to Key and Peele, it was. Well, blue, that's... Blue Collar. Blue Collar. Blue Collar. Nice try. White Collar was the Cosby yes. show. <laughs> no, it was supposed to be a Blue Collar Cosby show, which is true. It was, because ABC well, the, was was the whitest network at that time. Just looking at their lineup, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were the whitest network because uh, CBS had the Jeffersons in 227, mm-hmm. and NBC had the Cosby show. And according to this... Um, Different strokes had been off the air for a while because apparently ABC had had different strokes, but it looks like that ended in '86. Yep. So after that, this is going to sound racist. Was Webster? Webster started after Americans, or... correct? Webster was on TGI Friday, according to this. Oh, was it? Or it was on pre-TGI Friday. That was one African American child. That's what it was. That's right. One Emmanuel Lewis played him, right? Yep. One. Okay. And then the whitest white people who ever whited in the <laughs> yes, whole world. Yes. It was it was more or less different strokes, wasn't it? Or is that well, there's di- different strokes? What you talking about, Willis? That's different strokes, okay. but different strokes featured like you had. Um, it was the brothers. They were two black brothers, but they also had friends who were African American. Ah, and then you also had Mrs. Garrett, who was on um, Facts of Life, because oh. Facts of Life was a spinoff there. But this was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers, hey. which Family Matters was only supposed to be about Steve, uh, Steve Urkel in one episode. Yeah, he wasn't even in the in the pilot. He shows he up, I think. No, he, he was? I don't think he was uh, in the pilot. The first episode after the pilot. Yes, he shows up in the second episode. Yes. Um, um, which is and, probably, like, if you want to get technical with TV, that's like the first episode proper, because pilots yeah. don't count. I believe the pilot was the birth of baby Richie. Hmm. Or something like that. Okay, it's been forever since I've watched. I don't um, even think I've seen the pilot. I don't think I have either, but I've seen the first episode, where the first proper episode, yes. where Laura has a date with... The class nerd named Stephen Q for Quincy Urkel. Because he's named after Quincy Jones. Okay. Quincy Jones we talked about on the podcast. Yes, I know. I'm 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 sure. Not talking to you. Are oh, you talking I'm... to the talking to to the audience? <laughs> no, I'm talking to myself because I'm insane. This Fair is enough. our Halloween episode. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so um yeah. So Urkel shows up. Urkel and he, shows up. He steamrolls the show. Oh, he crushes it. I, I believe there was a phrase coined in the mid '90s called Urkel mania. Urkel and mm-hmm. and Steve, like, I remember having like a Steve Urkel joke book. I remember having like Steve Urkel. I never like merchandise. Like, I didn't have like the poster. I know there was a poster, but I had like books and I had like 
pins and like stickers and i had so much family matters crap and when i say family matters crap i mean urkel crap i loved urkel for my birthday two years ago my best friend got me a steve urkel doll which like steve-el oh i've seen that in your apartment Haley hates it because it's creepy it's like barbie so what i do around the house is do you I'll, pose them in suggestive positions? No, no. Come hither. No, while she's cleaning, she'll be cleaning, and then she'll go out of the room, and I won't be in that room, and I'll put him down <laughs> on like the couch with the remote in his hand, and I'll then like be coming into the apartment, and then she'll walk in, and she'll just be like, ah, and I'll walk in. As, <laughs> like, what's going on? And she's all like, the things you clearly do around your apartment for fun, Scott. <laughs> and she's like. Oh, I hate that doll. I'm like, you realize it's just a doll, right? Not according to this episode, Scott. So what happens in this episode? Do so, I... well, this is the Halloween episode, and it um, starts off very much like The Simpsons did, which I don't think we talked about in the last episode. No, the don't. Simpsons episode started with Marge coming out and being like, this episode is too scary for the people, because Congress has deemed it too scary, blah, blah, blah. Same thing happens in this one. Steve is sitting on his couch and he's like, hello, boys and girls. This episode is pretty scary. So watch it with someone who's brave. And then he turns to Richie and three J three J who I was going to call by his name, his character's name from that. So Raven, but I don't remember it. Um, Corey in the house. Corey, you Corey, you a busta. <laughs> no, that's her brother is Corey. Yeah. And that's the guy who played three J. No, three J oh, was from that. So Raven. No, that that's still that's so Raven. Corey is that's so Raven. Yeah, and this is the same kid I thought. No, no, it's her best friend. Her brother was named Corey. Orlando. Oh, this is the guy Orlando Jones. Orlando, Orlando Brown. Jones. Brown. Orlando Jones. Orlando was on Bloom. Mad TV. I liked Orlando Jones. I liked Mad TV. Shocking. Um, that's right. My mistake. Still, Corey, you a busta. <laughs> I've never seen That's So Raven. I hate it. I hate that show so much. I don't find it that so Raven. It's not that Raven to me. It It's 100% not that Raven. I can't stand that show. Anyways, um, so uh, that's the joke at the beginning is Urkel is scared, but 3J and Richie are not, blah, 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 blah. And then biggest disappointment in this episode, they skipped the intro. I don't know if it was Hulu or if it was just because it was a Halloween episode. No, I think there it was, was the hell because it was a Halloween episode because it did start with the the Family Matters logo. Yeah, it pissed Grr. me off. So immediately, I hate this episode. Yeah, one bagel, show over. Um, but uh, so we then cut to them in the house doing their proper thing and i forgot that this was the season where laura uh had her hair cut really short which always i found a very weird style when i was younger and it still hasn't grown on i'm me. pretty sure they did that because at the same time on fresh prince his girlfriend who looked exactly like laura mm -hmm. had that same haircut so they're like maybe if we cut her hair like that They'll think that it's the same actress, and they'll tune into us because their ratings. Oh, I'm sure by started... season seven was dipping. Yeah, it was plummeting. Which we'll is possible. Of, we'll talk about that on the half dozen. Yes, but anyway, so um, Steve comes down and uh, he's talking to the family, and he has uh, under a sheet he has a mini Steve Urkel doll that he then does the best ventriloquist act I've ever seen in my life. Jeff Dunham, eat your heart out. <laughs> it. It's like, uh, he goes, you need a funny voice. So how's this? Hi, Steve. I'm pretty sure it's his normal voice, it was right? His normal so voice. that's, 
I can appreciate like a meta Stephon, joke like that. His Stefan Urkel voice. I, Which I, I, I never understood that Laura was so sexually attracted to Stefan Urkel, but Steve Urkel made her like disgusted. Well, it's all about attitude, body language, and you know. Uh, the Urkel dance. The Urkel dance. That's body language, my friend. No comment. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was also that time period where every character on the TV show was getting a dance. You had the Urkel dance. You have Do the Bartman. Do the Bartman, yeah. Um, I think Mimi had a dance on uh, Drew Carey's show. Like, Oh, I think you're right. Oh, my God. I remember that. Like, everyone had a dance. Well, it's good for marketing, I guess. I, it's good for marketing for cereals because the Urkel dance came into play for the Urkelos. I remember like it was on the box. Yep. Or it was, I, I remember seeing somewhere that they had like had the, the steps, steps for it. to do the dance. And it looked like, you know, like square dancing instructions. <laughs> Take your partner round and round. Did I do that? On the ground. Did it? Hey. Bum, bum. You know what that doll's doing in Scott's apartment? <laughs> I'm dancing I, with that doll. Yes. I will post a picture of that doll. You should. On, on our, on our Facebook page. Nice. Um, so everyone is creeped out by the doll they're like oh rightfully so <laughs> steve you a buster <laughs> <laughs> um and did, i pointed out to you the actor who played uh um eddie darius mccray mm-hmm. didn't he just get like arrested or like is going to prison or I, something? I don't know i'll look that up I, I, um, he was in the news recently that it's not right. good which is too bad because i didn't I always liked Eddie. Eddie was probably my favorite character outside of Steve. Because um, I was too young to like like Carl. Because it was back in that when I was watching this growing up. It was one of those like, I can't like the adults. They're boring because they're the adults. Blah, blah, blah. But like, I always liked Steve, obviously. And then I really liked Eddie as well. My favorite was always Waldo. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Eddie's friend. Yep. I'd forgotten about him until we would... Um, opened up the Hulu when I saw him in one of the episodes. I was like, oh my god, I forgot. I've forgotten Waldo so much Geraldo. about this show. It's not even funny. And they introduced him in the drinking episode because he has a uh, Waldo has a jacket filled with booze that they put all the booze in Steve's glass. You know, like you do. So Steve Apparently, has... Um, sorry, uh, Eddie Darius McCreary, he has an album. He had, he had an album come out last year. R&B? Uh, doesn't say, like, let me click on this. Called MC. Oh my god, it's rap? It's, 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 it's rap! It's, I don't, okay, how, I don't know how he pronounces it. Uh, it's MC Nice. N dot I dot C dot E. Um, or maybe he just produced it. He's hey guys, it's me, Eddie Winslow. Dun, dun. Do the dishes. Wait, that doesn't rhyme. Should oh no, he was on one of the uh, he was on one of the uh, songs. Oh, sorry, damn it, damn it. I got really excited. I got sorry. so excited. I'm so sorry. I ruined everything Cause, for cause you I, all. I out there. thought that he was gonna be like a Brian McKnight, like a I'm that person in the. Oh wait, that's R. Kelly. <laughs> Never mind. I thought he was gonna have like an R. Kelly style, like I believe I can fly. So that would be amazing. Darius McCurry news. I don't see anything here possible i i thought that there former, was a oh oh here former we... family star matters he's a he was accused of abuse 
That's what it was. His estranged wife. That's what it was. Okay. He pulled a Cody. When was this? Cody from Step by Step. This was from February of this year. So. Okay. Yep, that's what it was. That's uh, too bad. He was in Saw Six. He was also the voice of Jazz in um, Transformers the movie. Really? Yeah, I did not know. I I was like, wait, is that Darius McRae? That's impressive that you were able to. Because uh, I was like, that yeah. sounds like Eddie Winslow. And then he got ripped in half, right? Yep. <laughs> Just got brutally yep. murdered in that one. <laughs> they did the horror trope. The black car died first. He was the one who. He was he the one who died first. He was. Yep. Like, he was like the only Autobot who died, right? Yep. <sighs> and he was a black car too. <laughs> so. Michael Bay's a racist. In this episode, they've established that. Eddie is Biffles. He's best friends with Steve. That's a relationship that I never fully understood. Like, they were always very close friends. And I I don't know if it was just from proximity or if yeah, Eddie, like, actually saw something ask, in do Steve. Do you think it was, like, a Duff situation? Like, Steve was the designated ugly friend? Probably, I would imagine. Like, it just seems... I don't know why Eddie would... It, maybe he just felt bad for him. It's my well, assumption. Did you ever hear Donald Glover's bit about steve urkel how it's not funny steve urkel is mentally disabled um, maybe i know i've watched some donald glover stand up but i don't recall that one i think it, i remember him walking around the stage going do i do that with his like pants pulled up but i don't remember well he, he talks about that steve urkel you should pity him because he's probably mentally disabled because anyone who is obsessed about a girl and talks to mice and eats cheese. Oh yeah, that's Steve Urkel. His brother hit him in the head with a brick. It's really, really sad. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. So Steve in this episode, I think he, this is the point where he's done being obsessed with Laura. He didn't seem like he was obsessed with her. Like I don't remember him well, calling he her like picture. Laura, my love. He has a picture of her on his nightstand. Which but... he's living with the Winslows now, so yeah. he should be like tiptoeing he he had a girlfriend at one point what was her name Elvira? myra 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 who yeah oh, that poor actress she died oh did she she had oh, no, she had cancer horrible. she had oh that sucks why would you do that to me scott why well, would you tell me about this i'm well, making it all about me i don't care that she's dead it's all about me scott no that sucks that's, that's rough because they gave her the option they're like we can cure you but you'll never have kids because she had ovarian cancer and she chose to have children, and then she died. Ouch. That's rough. Yeah, it made me sad when I read that. Yeah. Thanks for bringing the podcast down. Now, tell us more about this stupid show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I do that? Oh, oh damn. <laughs> Brutal. Um, so, yeah, apparently Steve is living with the Winslows at this point. Yeah, because I, I think Latin, season five or six, like... He comes home and there's a note from his parents like we're gone. See ya. Yeah, um, because he was living in his house with his aunt Una, played by Donna Summer, Disco Queen Donna Summer. You know, and like then you are. she moves, and then the parents come back, and then they move away. Cause why? Why wouldn't they? So Steve is now living with the Winslows, and him and Eddie share a room. And it is the tiniest room. It's like a closet. It's like, it's so small. I don't know where their things are. Like, they're, they're all teenage Murphy boys. Like, right? Maybe yeah. they're in their 20s. I don't know. They're 
They should have stuff. Because <laughs> that looked like a room that Richie and 3J would share. Does 3J live with them as well? 3J is an orphan that they adopted. Okay. I remember the episode where 3J couldn't read. And Steve shows him, like, a baseball card. And he's like, read me those stats. And 3J just, like, lists them off. And he's like, you memorized those stats. You're a friggin' liar. Because like, he, like, he said, what does that say? And he's like, I know what that says. It says tops. It says upper deck. He's like, Jesus, way to be a jerk, Steve. Wow, yeah. He was a meanie. He yeah, was a he was mean awful. Butt. So in this episode, Steve has made a ventriloquist dummy who is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, it's literally a spitting image of Steve. He's wearing the exact same outfit. It's just creepy. And, oh, and Estelle Roberts. No, Estelle. No, Estelle Roberts. Is the name of the grandma? Estelle is the name of the grandma in this. Um, I always loved the grandma. She was great. Yeah, and the first thing you said when you saw her. Oh, well, yeah, because, I mean, this movie, this show was made in the 90s, so the first thing I said when I saw her was, that actress is probably dead by now. (laughs) Which, I thought I saw her recently in something. It's possible. I mean, she might have only been, like, in her 50s on the show, and, like, they might have, like, aged her up. Uh, I don't know. I look this old. I invented heroin. <laughs> like I, I, we're, it's an epidemic, Scott. <laughs> That's offensive. So, um, Steve takes a nap in broad daylight. No, she died in two thousand two. Oh, that's so sad. She was old. Oh my god, she was. She was ninety. Just a good life. It's the bigger love in the family. Do 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 do. Dude. That's insensitive. What? That's the theme of the song. It's the theme of the song. That's very cool. Anyways, so where were we? Are, are we up in Steve's room yet? Yeah, Steve is. Okay. Steve, I I just said that Steve took a nap in broad daylight. Yeah, this whole episode takes place during one day, quote unquote. So like Steve, but before he goes to bed, doesn't he like? He's like, I wish you could talk to the dummy. Uh. Yeah. I think he does. He says he does a big. He he's like <laughs> He's like, oh, "I wish you were big." No, I wish you could talk. And then he takes a nap. And it's still light out. I'm like It's light, but it's also raining because um a bolt of lightning like smashes through the window and hits the dummy, bringing yeah, it to life. And that had to be a huge budget effect. It's not the biggest one in this episode. Oh, I know. We'll get to that. So, yeah, so Steve wakes up, and the doll's alive! Hooray! Um, I am a big fan of of 80s horror movies in in general, specifically um, slasher franchises. Mm -hmm. I love me Nightmare, I love me some Friday, Halloween. Halloween, the first one, is like top five movies for me of all time, and I have a very soft soft spot in my heart. For the Child's Play series. Mm-hmm. The way that this doll comes to life is ex- outside of the voodoo chant being struck by lightning is exactly the same as Child's Play 1, which came out um, in 88. So I, I'm imagining with a doll coming to life, it is a n- big influence. When you said Friday. Friday the 13th, not the Friday movie. Because all I could think and of is, next bye Felicia. Yes, because that's what I was talking about when I'm talking about horror movies, Scott. Well, or slasher franchises in particular. Well, the third Friday after next Friday is I, a horror movie because it's awful. 
I've never seen any of the Friday I love the first Friday. Um, which Jaleel White was up for the Chris Tucker role. That would have been amazing. That would have totally changed his career. <laughs> Damn! Did you hear they're making a Rush Hour 4? No. Jackie Chan wants to shoot it next year. And they've and Tucker and Chan have officially signed on. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Oh, man. So, Urkel and unnamed Urkel dummy. For the time being. For the time being. Get into a confrontation. Well, yeah, because like, Steve wakes up. Looks over at the chair. Um, dummy's still there. Steve tries to go back to sleep. He looks back at the chair. Dummy's gone. And Steve like gets up and starts freaking out. And then the dummy is just like on the bed. It's on Eddie's bed. Yes. Which, okay. This this TV show is clearly following, for this section at least, is following the rules of if the camera can't see it, the character can't see it. Because if Steve woke up in bed and turned, there's no way he wouldn't see that dummy on the bed. Because he's like the chair is in his line of sight to the bed that it would be on. Right. Come on, Steve. You're the smartest man on the planet. And you pointed out to me, oh, they're putting him in places where they can move a hand. There was many times where they would set the... Well, I said that, and then they did something later that shocked me. I was not remembering or expecting them to do what they did. We'll get to that. So the dummy, like, says something to steve and he like brings it downstairs and tries to like show it off to everyone he's like yeah, he's like i think you're a great guy except for those winslows yeah because like so steve brings him downstairs and like tries to like show him off to like oh what's up i just realized before we go down there the bedroom i pointed out to you the beds oh yeah you said like steve looks like a real person's bed right yeah and eddie's bed looks like they they took it from a motel set like yeah, it definitely looks like if you went to, like, a hotel motel, that's what you would, like, come in on, like, that type of, like, cheap bedspread. And, yeah. I was I was waiting for, like, a mint on the pillow. <laughs> well, you and, got like, a doll a white on the light. pillow. We'll, we'll leave the light on for you. So, Steve goes down there and he talks to Harriet, Estelle, and... Uh, Carl. Carl. I almost said diehard cop. <laughs> so nice of you. I still wonder if the kid that he shot in Die Hard was Steve Urkel. Sure. We'll go with sure. <laughs> Why not? So, no one still believes him. And this is where Dummy, mm-hmm. I want to say the name so bad. It's not his name yet. We've already said the I, name, first off. It's the name of the episode. It's Steve. But he hasn't been named yet. So He, he, he basically tells Steve, I'm going to kill these people. That's not until he gets back up to the room. At this point, he's on the. He, Steve's put the dummy on the couch. Everyone else has left, and then I was not expecting this. I forgot about this. The dummy, in the same shot with Steve, stands up and jumps off the couch. They put a person inside of a Steve costume, and it was. I think it was actually pretty effective. Like the fact that they had like. Obviously, you could tell when it was the person in the costume versus the doll versus on a green screen. You could 100% tell the difference, but it still wasn't bad. And they show you at the end of the episode who it is, and he was a famous um, actor. He was a child actor that had some sort of like... Dwarfism. A, a form of dwarfism, I believe. And, you said uh, he was on Passions, I think he was? My mom used to watch yes, that show. He was on Passions, but he was also in How like the Grinch doll. Stole christmas he played the young version of the grinch oh i don't see i've only seen that movie like once or twice so i do not remember 
So yeah, he's great. Yeah, he was really good on this show. Um, however, everything else about this episode is just <laughs> bananas. Like just a bit. And so Steve starts to go upstairs, and he says. My name is Stephen Q. Urkel. I have an IQ of 196. Really? You have an IQ of 196? Then if you're that smart, why are you living with the Winslows? Yeah, that, that's something like I was saying earlier. Like These people are in their teenagers. Are they supposed to be in college at this point? How does Steve not have a job and have enough money to make his own, like, own, his own place? He's built robots. He yeah. built a time machine. He's got to be like super... He has the potential to be incredibly rich. He's turned himself not only into Stefan, but he's turned himself into Elvis, <laughs> Bruce Lee, and Albert Einstein. Yeah, like like you do. Like, come on. He, he should have... First off, Laura Winslow should be begging to have the time of day from him. Right? And he all she have, wants is Stefan. Yeah. She, he should ha- be having like a penthouse apartment in the Chrysler building or in the Sears Tower. Like, he should have all the money in the world. It doesn't 100%. make sense. 100%. Josh Ryan Evans is the name of the child. Josh Ryan Evans. I knew yeah. it was like a three name thing. Yep. Like, or as they say on, uh, on Bojack Horseman, uh, uh, Zachary Hitler Smith. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that point. I've actually started watching BoJack recently. I'm only on the first season. Awesome. We definitely need to do an episode. That's too. That's way too recent. Oh, there's nah, an fine. episode that you'll watch and you'll be like, yeah, maybe we should do that episode. <laughs> okay, we'll see when I get there. Um, Anywhoozle. So, the doll is now back in the room with Steve. And he does his James Bond villain master plan. I'm going to kill the Winslows. Yep, at that point, because he doesn't like that they were being mean to Steve and all that stuff. But he's mean to Steve. Well, because Steve says, well, you're evil. That's evil. I like that. From now on, call me steve <laughs> He's also got like a super deep voice, stereotypical evil. I was wishing they would have gotten like Frank Welker or something like that to do it. It was just, you know, yeah. Jamoke Man 17. And he does the eyebrow raise, which is so creepy. <laughs> well, it's a doll. He has like four points of articulation on his face. No, I know. So, Eddie comes downstairs. And... Well, because well, Steve thinks he's trapped it. He like locks it in a, a, ca- a trunk. Yeah. And so he thinks it's all set. And then all of a sudden he pulls a Hulk and like and just smashes his smashes way out of it. through it. And uh, Eddie comes downstairs and you pointed out he defies gravity. Steve will defies gravity. Yep. Pops through and calls to Eddie. Eddie? Pops through what? The fireplace. The God. fireplace. <laughs> he said he pops through. He could have popped through anything. A, a, a portal? <laughs> he, a window? He, he he jumps out of Eddie's chest. Yeah. Oh, like, it's like Alien. It's yep. amazing. Turns into a facehugger. Yeah. Or a xenomorph. No, but he like, so he's crawling down the um the chimney and like he, he's his like hands wrap down below it and he like pulls himself down but up. Like it's weird. It's like. It's like a reverse chin up. It, it should not have worked. He should have just fallen. <laughs> Yeah, just pfft, falling. But he like calls to Eddie, and he's like, "Eddie, I'm trapped in the in the 
the chimney. Come and come and rescue me. Santa? Yeah, that was probably the funniest part of the show of the episode is Eddie being like Santa? Like, that was amazing delivery. Because Eddie yeah. is supposed to be dumb, well, he's but... He's a big dumb-dumb. Yeah. He's dumb but lovable. Do you remember, like, the things that they used to have him do in the opening for when they did his title? I do not. The first well, one he was... he was like, playing basketball at first, right? That was the first one. Then he had a punching bag. Oh, I remember that. Then he had the weights. Yep. yep. And then he was fixing a car. I do remember this, yeah. Was uh, that, are you telling me that people who like sports can't be intelligent, Scott? That's what they're saying. Wow. It's that's that's, that's insulting. I, I mean, sports are my favorite. Apparently, thing in the world. Steve Urkel is the smartest guy in the world, and he's the biggest idiot. Like, yeah, that's what they say. I don't understand how he can be so smart and be so dumb, because. Well, he's a nice guy. If you had a possessed dummy, the first thing you do is you take a hammer and you bash its head. Exactly. I was expecting him to like light it on fire or something. But anyways, because of the fireplace. So yeah. Eddie gets pulled up the fireplace and that I assume brutally murdered. Like, you don't see any blood or he just pulled up and left there? I guess. I, I guess. He said, because he keeps saying Eddie's stuffed in the fireplace. I'm assuming it's very similar to a classic movie called Gremlins, where Phoebe Kate's father gets brutally murdered or gets his neck broken in a um, fire, a fire chimney. A fire, a fire chimney. chimney. I was gonna say fireplace. I was like, no, it's not the fireplace. It's the chimney. But anyway, so earlier, um, Carl had sent uh, Richie. I was, I was gonna say Ray J. Richie and three J. Three J. Because Ray J was from Ray J is Brandy's brother. IRL in real life. Okay, that's by Richie and Three J. I combined. Ray J is the one who has the sex tape with Kim Kardashian. Oh yeah, that's where I'm thinking <laughs> of this. But anyways, so they I didn't know she was he was Brandy's brother. I just knew the name. But um, so they they were out, and then we cut to Stevel in Steve's car, which I always loved. His like little car Italian that had like a Fiat. hatch on the front of it. Yep, that was the funniest thing because like of course Steve would drive something like that, and he like apparently runs them over. We don't see it, but it's guess, heavily implied. But they set up something earlier in the episode, which doesn't make any sense. In Steve's bedroom... Speaking on, of sports. On, yeah. On his wall is a poster of Rodman and... Pat, uh, Patrick Rodman. Dennis Rodman. What yep. is wrong with me? Dennis Rodman and Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. Steve Urkel would never have that. But that was... Uh, that, that, as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's really weird. Why would he have a picture of them? But that's set up for a joke later. Right. And because as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to do something. So that's Steve will run over these kids. And the kids' costumes are Jordan and Rodman as well. Mm -hmm. So then uh, he says, uh, Steve will says, check behind Murphy bed number one. And I got really sad because Monty Hall died. A few uh, days ago, Monty Hall was the let's make a deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check behind door number one, door number two, or it was, door... It was very insensitive of this 1994 television show to do something like that. Well, Monty Hall was still alive, and let's... I'm just saying. It's no, no, I know. It's very insensitive of them to do it now. Like, they, they should pull this episode. They should have had a TARDIS, and they should have went through town. Thank you. There we go. So then, Richie and 3J are just like... Their faces help, are like help. stuck in the poster. Yeah. Because at first, like, 
it's uh it's upsetting it's like first off they're children second off it's what? just creepy what it's it's oh, the, anything i got because it, it felt like he was you know he, he so he's brutally murdered in the thing and this is when they start going like not that a doll coming to life isn't surreal but they started going like sur- super surreal with this because like you had them stuck in the wall and then Steve runs out and goes downstairs and he finds Laura and Laura's been magicianed into three different cabinets. I, it's like, yeah. it's like her head's in one or her, her shoulders and head are in one. Her feet are in the next cabinet over. And then the next cabinet over from there is her like torso. Yeah. And it was Steve, weird. Steve said something earlier. He's like, why would you want to hurt the Winslows? They're the most wonderful family in the world. They hate you. They've been I, I, clearly they're letting him live with them, but before that they were nothing but like mean and like get out of my house, get, get out, get out of out, my out. house, Steve. Go home, go home, go home, and like they hated him. Like, and he was like a creepy pervert to Laura, so I don't know why they would let him live there. Laura, my pet. He called her his pet. That was back when casual sexism was still a thing and still funny. I'm sure it's still a thing, Ah, child misogyny. Ha-ha. It makes the world go round. Whoop, whoop. So, this is another thing where, like, Steve should have used his peripherals. He should Yeah, because, yeah, he should have seen this giant box as soon as he come downstairs. jack in the box. <laughs> because Steve was like, why don't you check in there? He turns the crank, and Harriet comes out. Harriet pops out, and this is where their budget went because it's her head on like a poorly CGI'd Jack in the Box spring, which is like it looked bad, but it had to have cost them a lot of money for a. TV, a primetime TV sitcom to do a CGI effect like I that. I know we should have went to Pixar. <laughs> they really should have. And that's another thing that they showed in the end credits. And they went all out for that. Oh, because yeah. it was a blue screen effect. And the actress was wearing a full clown suit. Like, they didn't even just, just do her upper body. Full clown suit. Even though it was literally just her head that was shown. Oh, I just realized you have two people who are on the Proud family in this. I never watched The Proud Family. So you had um, 3J um, from, whatchamacallit, from That's a Raven. He was a voice on that show. Uh-huh. And then Harriet, after she got fired from... Was th- she fired or did she quit? I'm sure we'll talk about that. She but... quit. But after it, she quit... These shows, these shows that we watch, Scott, just can't keep the moms around. <laughs> they really can't. That's why we need to do, like... Uh, mom's dead month. Like, wow. Like the first episode after they've replaced a mother or something like that. No, like, like full house where like, they're like, we're not even going to bother casting an actress. Oh, she died in a car accident. How could they cast her? She was dead. (laughs) Jeez, Scott. No, you're crap. Well, no, like in the nineties and eighties, this was a trope. Just, well, How, how do you get a house full of men with daughters? It's wacky. No, it's creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. Did Full House ever do a Halloween episode? Because I don't remember. If they did, it was probably really tame. I I think they had a couple where they had, like, Halloween parties. But But I don't think they ever did anything, like, something spooky and wacky is happening. 
It might have been one where they had like both of the Olsen twins show up or something. I know they did that for the Grease episode. And the finale as well. Yes. But anyways. Anyways. So, um, yeah, Harriet was the voice of Sugar Mama, the grandmother oh, okay. on, yeah, that's what she did after this. <laughs> so she's like, get that little thing back here. I'm going to kick its little butt <laughs> where that's where oh, you, yeah, get, that's right, cause... you get the old Harriet back like for like a split second. And then <sighs> Steve throws him in the refrigerator and he chews himself out? He, like, breaks his way out? Like, okay, I don't understand this doll's abilities, but it's also you're not supposed to. It's a very silly silly TV show. But, like, he can punch through a, um, a solid wood case. He can break through a wall. He can punch through a human body. We'll get to that. But he loses a fight with Steve Urkel, who is a nerd who's not strong at all. But anyways, so after he burrows <laughs> through the um it's messed up. After he burrows through the uh the refrigerator, Steve goes into the living room where he sees Carl. And he says, "Hey Carl, have you have you seen any killer dolls coming through here or possessed dolls or whatever?" And this part is legitimately scary. Um there's been some creepy moments in this episode, but this was like actively messed up carl starts talking to steve and he's just like no i didn't see anyone but if i did you know that wouldn't be too bad and steve was like well he he did this to laura he he killed eddie he uh, harriet's uh, a floating head and carl's like well that wouldn't be that bad would it and steve's like what are you talking about and then carl slumps over and you've got steve there controlling carl like a puppet that's awesome. That's um, have you ever seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Oh yeah, absolutely. It, With the, William Wa- Robert Thornton. It's like that moment where the clown is controlling the police chief, who I believe is William Robert Thornton, maybe, from um, like a puppet, and like he like pulls his hand out, and it's just like slick with blood. Very similar to this, only no blood. <laughs> it's a creepy moment, and like Carl keeps on like slumping over, picking back up, slumping over. It was good. I liked that part. And then that's where he does his James Bond villain plan. He's like, well, what we're going to do is we're going to tour the country now that they're all dead. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be my puppet. I don't think that's an explicit Twilight Zone reference. Or if it, it was, it's a very good obscure one. Because have you ever seen the Twilight Zone episode with the puppet? No. Um, there's a man who is doing a, friend, a ventriloquist act. And he... Um, Long story short, his puppet turns out to be alive, uh-huh. and like so, it's been the puppet's been controlling the um the act, and the the big twist at the end is the puppet replaces the guy. So you're now seeing a man who looks like the puppet is sitting on stage, and the the new puppet looks like the guy from the original ventriloquist. So like he's been replaced by him, very similar to what uh, Steve wants to do. So weird. pretty cool. So weird, and. That's when Steve throws the thing on the ground, rips its arms and legs out. Yeah, pulls his head off. Like, pulls out his spine. His puppet spine. And then it comes back together. In, like, one of the silliest, cheesiest shots. And you were like, I just saw a string. It it wasn't even, like, a thin, like, fish line string. It was black. Oh, really? Yeah, it was dark black. I was like, whoa. I'm willing to bet that they were not expecting this to be watched on a high definition high definition TV. You know what I mean? Like 20 years later. 
it yeah i'm sure i'm <laughs> like, sure when they made this episode they were not imagining it being watched in someone's living room anyone um, with a tv over like 40 inches exactly uh like i said over 20 years later and then taught like picked apart on a snarky podcast for the entertainment of people like i'm sure that wasn't their plan when they what's a podcast created... i don't know <laughs> i'm just talking and um then Steve gets strangled by Steve and wakes up in a dream. Yep. And it was all a dream. That was like a big theme of these type of episodes. It's like, how did we explain it? Well, it'll all be a dream. I, I don't think they needed to explain it. Like, I would have been fine with them all just dying. And then the next episode starts up and everything's back to normal. Because... Or they get different actors to replace them. Okay, that would be amazing. But, like, it's obvious we know this is, like, a tongue-in-cheek. We don't expect this is really happening in our Family Matters universe. Right. But it actually might, <laughs> because Steve, like, body swaps, and he, like, builds rocket ships, and eh, just like, kidding. it's not out of the ordinary. No. Which is so, weird. So then, Eddie's like, oh, Steve, you have a problem, because... And then he says a lot of smart dialogue, and you're funny. like, oh, it's another dream again, because... As soon as that happens, you're like, yep, here we go. And, and then he takes out egg beaters. Egg beaters are a theme of our last couple episodes. Yes! And he tries to, I guess like, it's a Halloween thing that we don't know about. Yeah, apparently. He tries to, like, gouge Steve's eyes out but with them. But he hasn't turned it on. I thought it was moving, but it might not. No, it was just making the sound effects of, like, those blades aren't moving. And then, Once again, they probably weren't expecting people to be watching this in HD. And to wrap it all up, he wakes up again, and he's like, I had a weird dream. And Eddie's like, every holiday. <laughs> Thanksgiving, it was this. Easter, you thought you were the Easter bunny. I don't even want to know what's going to happen at Christmas. And then Steve was like, on Groundhog's Day, I'm wearing steel pants. I was like, what? Okay. I guess it's going to burrow into his butt i was imagining biting his his uh his bits but that was just me i'm assuming Ugh. i wasn't imagining it i was assuming that's what he was talking about um so a kid we went to college with now works with jaleel white cool what's he do ross, he like his assistant or something like that remember ross no um well he is an associate producer on me myself and i with bobby moynihan cool so he gets to hang out with jaleel white all the time. Sweet. That's awesome. I would love to do that. Well, contact Ross. <laughs> say, hey, I want to I want to meet Jaleel. There you go. Don't you want to meet Bobby Moynihan? Nope. No. I want to meet Sonic the Hedgehog. So, what did you think? I, okay, I, I remember watching this episode years ago when it came out. And I haven't revisited it or thought about it since. <laughs> um, it was a lot more scary than I was expecting it to. The puppet stuff, um, the actor in a puppet suit was legitimately unsettling when it first moves. I was like, holy crap, that's spooky. And like some of the slower stuff in the beginning when like he's just discovering that the puppet's alive is kind of creepy. And then when the puppet starts like murdering people, it's more fun than scary. But like the Carl stuff was like disturbing. That was terrifying. So this was pretty effective for a stupid dumb tgif halloween episode i liked it a lot yeah i liked it too it was okay i just thought it was just bizarre well isn't like, the name of the game for these type of things well no i just like at this point in the season they're like this is no longer family matters it's the urkel show oh clearly it's been like that since like halfway through season one though no, it really started to do that in season three. Mm -hmm. 
Season one, it stayed family. Season two, it's still family. Season three is when it started to shift. Season four, Eddie's character almost gets racially profiled. That one, that was a good episode. Like I've watched, I've actually rewatched that episode because it was like on a list of like the darkest episodes or something like that. The sequence where Carl dresses down the other officer in the um, the coffee shop or whatever is so good. It's it's like um, what's the name of the actor? Reginald Veldjans. He did a fantastic job for that. Like it was a really really cool like very special episode. Yeah. And that's where they don't do the um, small wonder and add a joke at the end. That episode, no, it's it lingered on it. Like that's that was end. Like it was, it was good. If they were gonna pull a small wonder, you'd be like, now excuse me, I need to go shoot a kid now. Yeah. Wow, Scott. Die Hard. Uh, okay, fine. I I'm, thought you were just all right. If you say so. See, I, I. Always try to connect Reginald Bell Johnson because he always plays a cop in a movie. Yeah. Oh, that's 100% true. Because, like, I would love to see his inside the actor's studio. They'd be like, Reginald, you played a cop in Ghostbusters and a cop in Die Hard and a cop on Family Matters. And a judge on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Was he? I think I think it was It's Always Sunny. He played the judge in um, the McPoyle trial episode. <laughs> I think. I might be wrong. Moving Who up knows? in the world, Carl. He really is. So I just like to connect them and be like, he saw the ghost. He's the same character in every single he one. He saw the ghost and he thought that ghosts were real and he tried to shoot a ghost, but it turned out to be a kid. Well, that's you know, And that's, that's how he ended up in Die Hard. And then he goes into the witness protection after killing Hans Gruber and that German guy. So they relocate him as a cop again to Chicago. Like you do. And then you have Family Matters. <laughs> Um, so you said you never saw Perfect Strangers. No, none, never watched an uh, episode of it. That's I was right, o- he was a judge on that episode. That was always my favorite. Like, and and that's where, you, like, I can see watching, rewatching Perfect Strangers again, why they would have Harriet. Be the spinoff? Be the spinoff. Carl because was she's, on Perfect was, Strangers once, right? Did they Carl were, show up on Perfect Strangers once? At least three times. Oh, okay, cool. At least two or three times. And she was so funny, and he was too. Like every, they loved him together. They're like, "Oh, don't be ridiculous, oh baby!" Like that. That's like their. That was their like uh, what's called their banter. Yes, it was great. And then she comes on to Family Matters. The first episode's okay, but they downplay her. She's yeah with the whole fa- like with the adding the family in like she clearly had much less to do which is right. too bad I mean because that was the main reason she either left or was fired I know because she was getting into arguments because she thought the show was supposed to be about the family and specifically her right like didn't she think she was going to be like the main character she thought it was supposed to be her and Carl that makes like sense. it was supposed to be about their marriage mm-hmm. like, yeah it- like in the Cosby show. Like, exactly. No secondary character came on and overshadowed. She the... was supposed to be the Felicia Rashad, mm-hmm. like, and never happened. And I love Urkel, but still, it, it's sad because you, if you watch Perfect Strangers, you see what the show could have been, mm-hmm. and this is not it. That's too bad. I mean, I still love this show. Yeah. As a kid, I didn't know any about uh, anything about that, and like I said, I've never watched Perfect Strangers, so. 
I don't have like a connection to her as a character. She was always like second fiddle to the funny Urkel guy. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So how many bagels? Oh man, I give this one pretty high. I'm gonna. Hmm. I'm gonna give this one a a seven out of out of thirteen. I mean, it's it's. It has some legitimately spooky moments, but it has like some of that over the top. There's a lot of breaking of the fourth wall, which kind of bugs me in things like this. It's yeah. it's a little bit too camp for me. Um, there's some spooky moments. Uh, there's some funny moments, but overall, it just felt like relatively low. Like I don't want to say low budget because that's like not fair to knock something for that, but it just didn't. Some things did not hold up, specifically like the the CGI effects. Some things were cool, like the Laura being split into three parts. Like that, that was, was neat. It was it was. I was watching. I was like, I know how they did this. I'm very clearly how they did this, but it was still an effective gag. But um, yeah, I'm gonna stick with a seven out of uh, out of thirteen. I'm doing six point five. Okay. It's right down the middle for me. It's like mm-hmm. in the middle. Yeah, it was a really, there were some good scares, and, like, it was funny for family matters. <clears throat> Not saying much. But it was just, at a point in the show where they just got to relying too much on Urkel, relying too much on the cute kids, mm-hmm. relying too much on on just these character tropes. So for that, I I have to take off a lot, and it's just... I hated Steve. Hated that doll so much. <laughs> That's fair. So yeah. Cool. So we've reached the end. We have a half dozen coming up. Yep. And we have something really awesome to talk about in that. Yeah, we do. I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah. So until next time, I'm Scott Curlin. I'm Dwight Stearns. Stay swifty. Bye. Bye. Bye.